Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 28 of Connection Not Perfection. Welcome to Connection Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad that you are here today. Today, I have one of my amazing friends with me, and she is here to talk about something that you guys have expressed as an issue for you, something that you are really kind of longing for and that you'd like to have, and that is creating a community of like-minded parents who are also in the same season as you are to be a support and, as Anne likes to call it, a village for one another. But before we get started and dive into that, let's talk a little bit about how we became friends and just kind of our, our history together. So Anne and I first met when our girls were in kinder and they had gotten to be good friends. So I'm going to let you pick up from there because you remember me in like one of my most ish moments of ish moments, I think, right? Like, go ahead, yes. tell the story. Yes. Well, we had a group party, um, a classroom party. It was a Mother's Day celebration. I'm yeah, just I saying. I thought you corrected me on that. Well, no, I think I, I was remembering that. And I, I think, think it, I was it right. totally was, because that was the only thing I was late to the whole year. <laughs> but of course, it was it was the Mother's Day thing. And nobody can stand it. Yeah, right. So, okay. Okay, I remember the day. It was really special. It was the Mother's Day tea in our kindergarten class and I had gotten strict instructions from my daughter that I needed to meet this friend and that she would be sitting across from me and that I needed to get to know her mother because she wanted a play date so I was geared up and ready to go I get there I sit down and across from me was a sweet little girl that I introduced myself to but there was no mother there <laughs> she was crying I know she was crying she was definitely yeah sad. sad yes you're being very kind but she was devastated and I hadn't I don't know I don't even remember why I was late but I remember thinking oh no I thought it was at a different time so total ish moment anyway the first in a long line of disappointments <laughs> for my sweet girl okay well you're not alone in that yeah but I do remember when you got there and um you were a little bit out of breath <laughs> and apologetic, but I knew right then that my daughter had picked a good friend for me. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Now you're gonna make me cry. We've already <laughs> cried together yes. before we even started. All right, so that was how we met, but then our girls were in class together, which is really weird, I think, from all the way from kindergarten up through fourth grade, fourth grade, right? Like fifth grade was the only year that they weren't together. And I remember that being really devastating for everybody yes. involved. Like that was yes. super hard, but I think it was good for the girls like that worked out and then they've continued to be friends but now what I want you to talk about is I think even before you and I met community has been so important to you and I love the story that you were just telling me before we started recording um, about your mom so share that story because I it's so precious and let us know about how this ball started rolling basically well it was one of the things that I learned a lot from my brothers you have to realize I am the youngest of three older brothers and as my older brothers who were quite a bit older than me would come home and talk about this darn birdie. My mom 
would learn things from her village and she always called it well little birdie told me well little birdie told me that you crossed the street at Fielder and you're not supposed to cross the street there <laughs> so it agitated my brothers quite a bit but as the youngest I learned that my mother had a village and a support system through the neighborhood and through her church and through school. So we still laugh about the little birdie and my brothers call the little birdie names, but um, (laughs) it definitely something I saw her do and wanted to mirror. Okay. That's amazing. I love that. So you have this birdie idea in your head, and then you have your girls. So you have a daughter that's my daughter's age, and then an older daughter as well, who's a senior this year. I just can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. But okay, we digress. But talk about when you, because you're a working mom. Yes. And so your girls were in um, like pre-K, but even before that, I think start at the beginning. I'll, I'll let you just jump in here. Well, I think the first taste I had was when we first moved into a, a new neighborhood. We all built our houses, so we were all uh, finishing up our houses. We would, you know, look at each other's houses while we were, were building. But one day when I opened the mail, I got an invitation to a bunco group, and everyone in the neighborhood seemed to get this this flyer from one of the neighbors that said, hey, I'd like to start a group of ladies, and we can play bunco. And I admired her leap of faith of putting it out there and opening her home, but I also knew that for me, I had to take a leap of faith to have the courage to walk down that sidewalk and walk into a home where I knew no one. But it really benefited me because over that next year, there were uh, 11 of us that ended up having babies. Within the same year period. the same year. Oh my gosh. So... (laughs) We, we all got married, we got our first homes, and we had that to talk about, and then we all had our, our first babies, and then it kind of became mom's night out, and who's gonna get the first phone call from a panicked dad and a dirty diaper um, to, to play groups? And then I have to be honest, slowly everyone moved away. I'm one of the few that kind of stayed behind, and so that group dissolved. Okay, so so you've had your babies, and you've had this amazing support group. It kind of goes away, and then your girls are kind of hitting that pre-K point. So what happened then? And they did. You know, as a working mom, they did go to preschool, and I found that a lot of the parents would invite the whole class to a birthday party. And so I had the intent that I was going to go to these birthday parties, and I was going to meet the parents. I wanted to know whose kid they were, you know. um, I wanted to know the kids that my kids would come home and talk about. And I ended up with some very good friendships. um, And our families would do a lot of things together. And we even, for several years after pre-K, would have reunions. Um, Again, those things dissolved, but they were there and they were important. And a few of us still stay in touch. Years and years later. So what, and I think you've said this before too, like you very intentionally made it a point to go to every single birthday party, right? Even Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, (laughs) okay. Now that's dedication because that place is crazy. Um, And there were times I, I gotta be honest, it was a Saturday afternoon and I was tired. And you know, at this point I have two children, but I, I knew I wanted that, that 
that community and to know people when I walked into the room and, and to compare stories. Is my kid in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? What are the feedback you get from your kids? Right. Because, um, you know, some kids talk more than other kids. And, and so I wanted, I wanted to know that, that my kids were in the right place surrounded by, you know, good families and good teachers. Right. I love that. Okay, so you've done pre-K and then now kindergarten. And so I know you talked about how your daughter wanted you to make sure that you met me, I guess, her friend's mom. And so throughout elementary, I feel like you really fostered a group of moms. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I've thought about this. And one of the house rules that we had was there would be no sleepover and there would be no play date until I met the parents. Yes. And yes, absolutely. I I honed in on that for not only for safety reasons, but also, you know, wanted to make sure it was a healthy environment and also gave me a chance and a reason to meet people. Right. And, you know, my kids gracefully have always been very good at, at picking out good friends. I think in that sense, I'm lucky that, you know, they've reached out, you know, that whole philosophy that we had, you know, pick a friend that wants to be your friend every day. Right. You know, I think that holds true to finding good kids. So, well, let's stop there for a second and explain what you mean by that, by pick a friend who's going to be your friend every day. Because I think you really helped me with this with my kiddos. And I love, because I think a piece of our village, especially during elementary school, was helping our girls kind of navigate the um, kind of the mean girl or the clicky or the drama or, or all that kind of just junk. Like you were such a good example of how to navigate that. So talk about And I think that. I've had good examples from other people that say, you know, I'm a no drama mama. Mm, I, um, I can't say that I'm I'm that person, but I've, I've, <laughs> I admire the person that can say that and, and, and mean it. I, I think it's important that you help your kids navigate because, you know, especially with girls and even boys, I mean, in, in, in their own right have problems on the playground sure you know are left out or um you know who am i going to sit sit with at lunch i think helping and keeping that line of communication open and knowing that you want someone who wants to be your friend every day but i think you also have to make sure that it's okay for that friend to see another friend and not include you right and i think that's when you really have to step in as a parent and say, but that's okay. Right. You know, next time it might be you or, but I think it's really important that you help your child navigate and find friends that want to be nice to them every day, not just at school or not just at recess, but all the the time. time, all the time. And I would agree with that. And I think one thing that we have done really well as a group, I think, is I think our girls for a long time felt like they were home base. And so they could be friends, but they could go and hang with other people, but they were secure in the fact that they were still really good friends. So I, I loved, I just think that that was spectacular, especially because it laid the groundwork for middle school too, I think, which can be brutal as we all know. 
So having that foundation of, hey, it's okay. I don't have to be included in everything and I don't have to include everybody in everything. I'm not going to like, you know, splash it all over social media or anything. I'm going to be considerate and kind, but it's okay for us to expand our friend group. I like that. Well, I think community is so important and and finding people and and even if it's you or the one that opens up that conversation to have that tough conversation with that other parent right I have had plenty of very tough conversations for the benefit of my child and their child to help them navigate through a misunderstood text um, something that happened on social media or, you know, a, a lunch table incident. I, I think you have to, because there's so much in today's world that's unwritten it's in social media yeah. that we have to teach our kids not only how to, how to verbally communicate with each other and with me as a parent. And I think that really has helped open that gate that my kids talk to me. And you have to you also have to know that sometimes it's just to listen. Yes. And they don't always want all that advice to go with it, but just to listen. And Bye. there's times where I'm said, you know, I don't want you to call her mom. And then there's other times that my kids are like, can we, we've even been known to sit down yes. with yes. our kids. Absolutely. We've done, we've done that. <laughs> yes, I know we've we had, had hard conversations, but it's good because I think we have been in the role of grown up and we're modeling and we're showing like, here's how you sit down and talk it out. Here's how how you work together on this. And I've loved that. I've really I think have it loved that. allows them to be, to know that they can be vulnerable. Right. And I think too, I think there's a fine line of when do you get involved? When you, when do you not get involved? And I feel like we've, you have walked that line so well. Like, you know, that line, I feel like better than I do with my ishiness. <laughs> you know? Oh, but, believe me, I have my fair share ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, so we've got through elementary school now I want you to talk about middle school because you did something that I loved as far as gathering the ladies and the parents. Do you, I don't know if you oh, remember this. I like, yes. yeah, yeah. So talk about kind of, I think you just kind of put something out there. It wasn't even at your house. I want to say it was another mom who's just an amazing hostess, Susan. Yeah, who, it was at the first pep rally. Do you remember in August? They I had don't. a pep rally at the school and our kids were going to be in the sixth grade. Okay. And we all were sitting there and one mom said to another mom that we need to come together as our kids are going to, you know, start branching out. They're going to meet other people from other schools. You know, let's stay connected. Right. And so we decided to have a mom's night out. Right. And it was once a month. Mm-hmm. And it could be at someone's home or it could be at a restaurant, whoever, you know, whatever it seemed to work for that month. And it was whoever could come. And we always made sure that we put it on the calendar before we left for the next month. Yes, which is so important. I think that was very important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and I loved that group because we were all, it was never the same group necessarily but but it was the same kind of core yeah so then it kind of evolved like sometimes you would have four and sometimes you would have eight right um but i think it gave us an outlet for just understanding what everyone's kids were going through and those that were experiencing band and those that were experiencing theater and they were going on to do different things we were able to stay connected right well and a lot of good information flowed back and forth and you know not just relationally about the kids but like oh my gosh I didn't know I was supposed to do that for band or (laughs) 
didn't I get that email. I didn't get that email <laughs> or I didn't see it or, or whatever. So there was that, but there was also, I felt like there were conversations that we all had where we were maybe all struggling with the same kinds of issues or you guys who had older girls, you had been struggling with in the past that you'd walked through and you had a light at the end of the tunnel for those of us who were maybe going through rough patches, I guess. With well, the and I can say that it's important to have a village for each of your children. Oh, not yeah. just not just one. And and it can be hard and I and and I created that that my older daughter and you know, we're still very close today and we're navigating those college applications and college visits now. But as my other one, you know, came up and, and got into elementary school, I, you know, got to meet Amy. So I think it's important and it was neat when both of those worlds emerged that one summer when we all did um, a Bible study study. together. Right. I had both my worlds collide. And for me, that was an amazing summer, being able to merge those two worlds. I loved that too. Because I knew the other ladies that you would talk about, but I I wasn't familiar with them because they were already gone. And they had their own insight and parenting wisdom. that. um, Yeah. And you know what? I actually think that that's a really good point about community too. Like it doesn't have to be just your kids age peers, parents, if that makes sense to me, having somebody who's like a couple of years further on the stair steps, you know, of, of parenting and has have basically been there and done that. Like that's so valuable. Yeah. Cause I do lean on, on that group because they have older daughters that are older than my daughter. Right. So I have leaned on them, you know, even to the point where the yearbook picture, am I supposed to buy this picture? Right. Do, is, do I do the free one? Do I not do the free one? You do the free one. Right. I'll just go ahead and tell you that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, just like small the, little, just all the things, all the little things. Well, and back to middle school, I can say also um, carpooling became, as you get to know people, branch out and as a working mom I was able to you know seek help for carpool and also help others I always took the late night shift you know the after basketball games the after band event because those are the ones I could do I couldn't do the ones that were right right after school and there was my older daughter we had I think six moms on a text and every day somebody would be picking up a group and just that ongoing communication of who's got who and 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 knowing that people were there for you. Well, and even like, I feel like there's been at least a couple of times where emergencies have happened and you're on my list, I'm on your list yes. where we've, you know, I know I've been able to call and just say, oh my gosh, this is going on. Do you mind picking up my kiddo from school? So that has been invaluable because like we don't have family close by and a lot of people don't have family close by. So having that person. Do you remember the panicked phone call from me? Yes, yes, now that you say that, I yes. do, I do. I don't remember what happened. Um, we crossed paths with my husband and someone, and my kid was not at home. <laughs> she was sitting under a tree at I the elementary school. I do remember that. <laughs> I totally forgot that. So who did I call? I called the person that I knew that was the closest to the school, yeah. and she was there in minutes to yeah. get my, my kiddo. Um, I see. It's funny. I, did, I didn't even remember that when, when I first brought that up, because I I was just thinking of the times when I just totally flaked and was like, oh my gosh, I thought I would be able to be there and I'm 10 minutes away. Can you grab them? I think 
that may be key to something in in this building community allow yourself to be to be real and to admit that you're not I'm not perfect I'm an ish girl just like Amy but in those moments where you are in need um, there's a connection there you know I had a friend once tell me I'm so glad that you called and asked yes you know yeah I think that's really approachable maybe Mm -hmm. is a good word Um, but also I think humble enough to ask for help and I don't know about you but I definitely went for a long time where it was really hard to ask for help not once the kids were in school and things but kind of before that before kids I don't know if it was just a pride thing or, or or what but I think somebody put it this way like you are holding back a blessing from someone when you don't let them help you like it is a blessing to let someone help you like I feel like I'm always so excited when you or any of the other girls calls and says, can you do this? And I'm like, yes, I would love to. I'm so happy to. I'm so glad you called. And I know you guys are like that too. And if you can't do it, then you say, ah, I can't do that, but I bet so-and-so can, or can we work this out instead? So I love that. And that's just that pure open communication. Yeah. Um, how, how do you, I mean, we've talked a lot about the benefits of being part of a village. Like I think some of them are really self-evident, but is there anything specific that you can think of? Of that you'd like to share about how creating this village intentionally has benefited you? I, th- I think I really realized the full benefit one December when I had pneumonia. Oh, and yeah. if you remember, I had bronchitis and then I had pneumonia. And then, I mean, it was just the whole month of December was, was um, basically I was sick. And when I had people coming to me saying, can I address your Christmas cards? Can I come over and wrap your presents? Mm-hmm. And bringing meals to my family. I, I think that's when I realized just how awesome it is to have, to be a woman, to be a mother, to be a, a working mother and, and just dipping in and intentionally making that village that surrounds you and and I had somebody or actually it was it came from a sermon at church that said even Jesus surrounded himself with friends so I I think that kind of came full circle to me and and as much as I try to give it's nice to be in a place where you also receive so much back. Right. Well, and I think when you go through crises like that, because I do remember that, and that was hard, like so hard when you were that sick for that long, and it it was a breathing thing. So, I mean, you were really uncomfortable. But I think going through that, and I, I, you know, we went through our share of crises that one year in particular that Philip's dad died, where, I mean, it was thing after thing after thing. And you do realize like who your friends are and who really cares in those moments because of who's stepping up. And and I love that you really intentionally, like you, I think that was when you were really able to step back and say, wow, I did build something here. Yeah. You did. Okay. You're going to make me cry now too. Well, and you know, um, it's something that I saw in my mom and you know, she's not, has not been with me to in my whole marriage or child rearing is to know that her legacy meant something. And that was really my intent. Yeah. Okay. I just don't even know. (laughs) I didn't mean to make you cry. (laughs) But but I know that that's such a huge deal. And and I appreciate you being vulnerable enough to share that with us today, because I know you really have keenly felt the loss of your mom throughout all these years 
raising your girls, getting married, raising your girls, just all the things when having a mom close by is, I don't know the right word, but having your mom close by is something that you really want. This is when you really miss her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're seeing what it must have really been like for her, but you don't have her here to talk to it, talk to her about it. Exactly. Yeah. But I feel blessed that I've been surrounded with people that, that listen to right. those, those moments where I'm sad or, you know, I need somebody... I need another mom. <laughs> right. And right. maybe it's five moms that night, not just one mom to hear me. <laughs> right. Um, but, right. But having that um, makes it a lot easier to, to go through life. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I really Absolutely. do appreciate it. Okay. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, sure. So before we go, is there anything that you would have specifically to say any advice to other parents who are maybe out there and feeling alone or I know, okay, I'm going to bring this up because we did just talk about this before the show started, which is in my weekly email this week, I talk about this past Friday night. It was an event where still like even with all the community and, and I have felt this too, like it feels really awkward to walk into a situation all by yourself, right? And, and so that was me. Yes. It was I, my daughters landed in two different high schools thanks to the lines that were drawn in our city. Um, But it was my daughter's first football game, and she's not in any activity, but she got invited to go along with another friend, which I say yes to. I'll meet you there. Right. Um, Which was hard, because then I knew I'd be walking into a big stadium all by myself, and I let myself be vulnerable, and I texted Amy. Yes. And I texted Rhonda and said, hey, be on alert, dork alert, I'm arriving by myself. And what was so nice is I walked in, I saw my daughter first, and then I turned around and saw both Rhonda and Amy at the same time. And we were able to sit together and it was an awesome evening. Yeah. And it was, was a, it's a night that I'll remember. Yeah, it was great because we haven't connected in a while, like with summer and everything going on. So it was just such a fun night. So that was great. So. I think to parents who maybe have that kind of awkward feeling, like you still go, like you still still... do the thing, but when you have created that community or when you start to reach out that way, then it's not as hard. And you find out that everybody feels that same way, right? And be humble and, and be vulnerable. Um, and allow yourself, you know, they probably feel the same way you do and want a village. It is the number one advice I give to, you know, my friends at work that are just coming about to having children right. is, is build that village early because it does evolve into different people in different stages. But be intentional and and you know, take that leap of faith, whatever it is, whether it's going to a birthday party, whether it's, you know, creating a bunk up group. Um, I have a friend that created a mom's birthday group and once a month we all get together and the birthday girl gets to pick the night and the place and whoever can show up comes, you know, I love that. Well, and even, I know you've talked about before because I always thought it sounded so fun. You did sidewalk wine. Oh yes. (laughs) That was it. That's been, that was a historical summer to be honest with you. Um, it was none of us, you know, we just built our homes and, and I think this was really, was it, but no, it wasn't, we had kids then, but you know, we didn't have a lot of money to go to restaurants. So I just, 
we started sidewalk wine and it's bring your chair and your wine and and sit outside and, and in texas you know we have a lot of nights that we can do that so that 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 was another really just good idea and whoever came came i loved that I love that. Well, thank you so, so, so much. Like, I I just can't believe that it's been as many years as it's been since our babies were in kinder. Like, that's just crazy. Like, they're both in high school this fall. And, like, I see, I don't want to call it the light at the end of the tunnel, but maybe, like, the cliff that we're about to jump off of. Well, and and I'm about to have only one kid in the house, which is going to be crazy. 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 Well, you know I'm watching as your older one goes through this whole college process because we'll be up against that next year. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. All right, friend. I love you so much. And thank you. you Thank you. And I appreciate you being here. Anne and I had a great time reminiscing about all the years we've spent in our village. One thing we did realize once we had turned off the recording technology was that we forgot one really important aspect of our village, something that we both wanted to make very, very clear. We don't keep score. And this is so, so, so important. That means that I'm not keeping track of how many times I've picked up your kid or how many times you've brought me dinner when I'm sick. We just do the thing because because we value each other and it is all about serving. And when you keep score, things start to unravel pretty quickly. Now, before we stopped recording, we had a good laugh over some of the ish moments our village has experienced over the years. Now, if you subscribe to my weekly newsletter, you will be excited to know that I am sharing those stories as a special bonus in this week's email. If you're not subscribed to it, I highly encourage you to sign up for it because I share things there that I don't share anywhere else. Just go to theishgirl.com, that's T-H-E-I-S-H-G-I-R-L.com and click on the green button that says, yes, please. And I just want to say thank you one more time to Anne and thank you guys so much for joining us this week. If you don't already have one, I want you to be inspired to step out and create your own communities right where you are. And if you do have one, I hope that you are being very intentional about fostering it. And from an ish girl who is about to go hang out under the Friday night light, of a Texas football game, just remember, it is all about connection, not perfection.